Welcome back to your therapy tools. I know it's been a while, but I am back. I have some tips and some tools to help you get through the holidays. Maybe you're going to um, have to face a difficult relative, or maybe you feel like being alone. Maybe you need some tools to cope with the holidays because you've recently lost somebody and it's not going to feel the same for you. So while the holidays do bring a lot of joy and a lot of families coming together and love and gifts and good food and all the sweet treats that make us fat, (laughs) it can also bring dysfunctional family members that we don't necessarily want to deal with It can bring uh, family friends around that maybe we had a falling out with. And it can bring up memories of your mother who recently passed or your father or your brother who may have passed. So this episode is for you. If you're kind of dreading the holidays and you want to make them better, here are some good tools for you. So let's, let's think about um, anticipating difficult holiday interactions, okay? Holidays generally put you in contact with people who could be difficult to get along with, um, leading towards a common psychological problem, and we'll call it holiday dread, like I just said. Hey, that rhymed. <laughs> anyway, um... These, these interactions will be uh, minimal compared to many of the pleasant times of the day. So you'll have a lot of joy, you'll have a lot of good food, and then you'll have a nasty interaction with somebody, and then you'll move on and have some more fun. So it's important to focus on the positive things. So I'm going to name off some behaviors, okay? And I, I want you to think about your dysfunctional family members who might fit this character trait or this behavior. Um, They will talk about themselves and show no interest in you. Or they will be sarcastic and aggressive and they'll try to pick a fight with you. They'll be critical and they'll be sure to say something negative about you. Um, They seem to hold something against you and they won't even acknowledge your presence. Maybe somebody's holding a grudge from 10 years ago. Who knows? Um, They will flirt with you inappropriately. They will bring up topics of conversation that will make you uncomfortable. They will be so obsessed with their children that you will feel ignored and unimportant. They'll look for some way to bully you or make you feel small. They'll control the conversation and dismiss your opinions. So, do you know anybody who fits that description? Is anybody in your family like that or in-laws or family friends who come around? Can you think of anyone who's like that? So, what do you do with that? Basically, you're, you're faced with a toxic person 
is just kind of ruining Thanksgiving or ruining Christmas for you, right? But they don't, you don't have to let them ruin it for you. You're not a puppet and you can't let them trigger you into having a crappy time. Think about the movie The Grinch. So The Grinch, I don't think The Grinch hated Christmas. I think he just hated people. And I think he hated people. I don't think he really hated people. I think he was more afraid because he didn't feel like he would be accepted. So he turned that into anger, spite, and vengefulness and jealousy. And that was his his little shield to keep himself from being hurt. But, you know, we've all seen The Grinch and we all know, so this is not a spoiler alert, we all know that after all the nasty things he did, his heart grew three times its size and he realized that he really didn't hate people and that Christmas was cool and all of that. So another another focus point here from the Grinch. When he went into Whoville and he stole the trees and he stole the roast beast and he stole all the gifts all the people of Whoville got up and they didn't cry. They didn't despair. They made the best of it. They sang Christmas carols and they stayed happy. And the Grinch was like, what the heck? <laughs> so they didn't let the Grinch ruin their holiday. And in fact, they, they forgave him and asked him to join them. So we don't have to let toxic people trigger us into having a bad holiday we don't have to let memories of loss um even though the holiday is different we don't have to let that make our holiday sad we can use the day to promote more joy and love in honor of the person we lost or the the animal that we lost Maybe one of your pets have passed away. That's a family member too. So here's what to do when you're faced with the toxic person. Be ready, have a plan. And here are some ideas of what you can do. You can excuse yourself and walk away. Go take a breath of fresh air and just decide that that's their issue, not yours. Because who goes around being nasty to other people? Obviously, they have an issue. They're picking on you because they don't like themselves, right? Um, You can smile and listen while doing slow, deep breaths to keep yourself calm. You can think positive things about yourself. Start naming off all of your positive traits to yourself, about yourself. You can do it silently in your head. Um change the subject of the conversation that's a good one too you could state your feelings in a very non-aggressive way you know how I say clear kind and compassionate communication that's being assertive you're being clear direct kind and compassionate while also stating how you feel or what you need so you can practice that that's a great opportunity to practice that tool So don't look at the toxic person as a brick wall that you have to bust through or avoid. 
Look at it as an opportunity to practice your amazing tools, your therapy tools, right? That's an opportunity. Look at it as opportunity, challenge accepted. I'm going to use this tool, that tool. Give it a shot. Don't back down. You could also interact with somebody else, somebody who's positive and uplifting, who's going to make you feel good about yourself and the whole world when you talk to them. Um, You can be empathic or empathetic, and you can think about why the person is acting this way. You know, like I said earlier, they have an issue, their self-esteem is terrible, they're insecure, uh, they have a lot of regrets in life, maybe they have a lot of anger, and we know the root of anger is fear, humiliation, or pain, so if you look beyond the anger and you see this person might feel humiliated and shameful they might be in physical or mental pain Uh, they might be afraid like the Grinch they might just be afraid so when you can look at somebody like that it's easier to kind of love your fellow human being or your family member in spite of them biting you and take you can take the high road and just remain very tolerant, kind, and respectful and, you know, work the room. Don't just sit near the toxic person. Um, but be kind and respectful because even though they're, they may be insulting you or minimizing you or ignoring you, um, being kind and respectful towards them is going to be a shocker. And maybe... Uh, Your kindness could be the one thing that makes their heart grow three times its size on Christmas. Above all, just be prepared. Um, And I got these worksheets from uh, the Between Sessions resources. And I I did download them. So if you would like to have these worksheets, page two has... um, Uh, lines where you can fill in the blanks so if this happens then I'll do this and the first page where I talked about the different behaviors you can actually write a name in there like oh Uncle Bob will be uh, talking about himself the whole time and show no interest in anybody else so you can kind of like get a little game plan going of how you're going to respond and be more prepared Let's take a quick break, and I will be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Thank you for hanging in there. Okay. So the next set of worksheets is titled, Do Not Be Alone. You might want to just be alone and avoid the whole family because you're afraid your children won't get along or you're afraid your uncle will start drama or you're afraid your in-laws will be rude to you again this year and you just don't want to deal with it. But 
Humans are social animals. Our genetic makeup predisposes us to want to seek the company of other people. And uh, like most genetic character traits, there appears to be a significant variation in how much individuals desire to be social. So some people can't stand to be alone at all. Some people just want to be alone all the time. So we have our extroverts, we have our introverts. The extrovert is the social butterfly, life of the party, feels energized by being around others. And the introvert likes to be social, but also needs time alone to recharge their batteries. So it's definitely on a continuum there. Uh, How sociable are you? Um, Even introverts seek social interactions. It's, It's when you prefer to be alone all the time and you do not seek out social interactions at all, that's when we're concerned that you're falling into depression. And by staying alone and isolating, you are kind of reiterating all the symptoms of depression. You are reinforcing them. So if that's how you're feeling, like you just want to isolate, it's not good for you to be alone all the time. Even if it feels okay to you, please consider increasing some social contact in relation to self-care. It's good for you to have good social interactions Choose people that make you feel good when you walk away from the interaction. What, you know, like when you go home, you you sit there and you smile to yourself and you think, damn, that was a cool conversation I had with my cousin or, wow, my, my friend is really awesome. Always knows the right thing to say to cheer someone up, you know? Those kind of people. Those are the people you want to choose. Stay away from the toxic ones. So here's a little checklist of uh, something you can choose to do at least uh, do at least one of these things each day you can choose one of these things to do every day so go have dinner with a friend maybe you do that on Friday Uh, get the meet up app and go to a group in your area go do a meditation go to a book club go find something to do Um, you could take a walk with a friend and your dog would count as a friend. And when you when you take your walk around the park or your neighborhood, when you see a neighbor, say, hi, how are you? And just be sociable. You can take it with baby steps if you want to. If you, if you don't want to just jump out and be around people, take little baby steps, small, small baby steps. Walk around the block, force yourself to make eye contact and say, hello, nice day today, you know, small 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 talk and work your way up from there um reconnect with friends and family write down two or three people that might come to mind who you might want to reconnect with attend a spiritual or a religious group go on a nature related activity like hiking bird watching kayaking travel attend a hobby or craft related group Knitting, photography, glass blowing, uh, whatever strikes your fancy. Attend a course. You could even do a paint night. Those are on Groupon all the time and they're not that expensive. 
um, attend a community or political meeting, attend a support group, and volunteer at a hospital or a nonprofit. And then there's some lines there too, like list other things you might want to try. Maybe there's something you've always wanted to do that you've never done, and you could write that on your list and say, you know what, maybe I'll go hit golf balls at the driving range once a week, or maybe I'll go to the batting cages, do something physical and fun. So creating a better holiday. Um, A lot of people look at Thanksgiving and Christmas as a day they hope will pass very quickly. And those of you who have a dysfunctional family, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, But the holidays can be fun, just like any other day, when you plan activities that mean a lot to you. Um, Whether you're looking at the holiday as a stretch of lonely hours or a day filled with stressful activities, plan some positive activities for yourself that will make every holiday a day to look forward to rather than to dread. So you'll write down activities that would make your holiday more meaningful. So maybe an activity that expresses your values, an activity that makes you smile, an activity that relaxes you, something that connects you with people that you care about, something that makes you think, um, something you enjoy but just never have time to do, a spiritual activity that makes you feel connected to your higher power, an activity that is always fun. So in my household, I have to watch the movie A Christmas Story every year because Ralphie cracks me up. He wants that BB gun so bad and everybody tells him, no, you'll shoot your eye out. And then the poor kid (laughs) gets shot, ricochets, and it hits him right under the eye and breaks his glasses. Poor little guy. That whole movie is just hilarious. I love that movie. I think I've watched it every single Christmas season for the last probably 20 years. And it's still my favorite Christmas movie of all time. I even have the leg lamp ornaments. So that's one thing that I do. And uh, I also do a happy jar all year where I write down moments that made me happy or moments that I was proud of. And I write them down and I I put them on a post-it and I, uh, I fold it really tiny and I put it in the jar. And then I do not look at it until New Year's Eve. And, um... I have my daughter do the same. So we'll pull our jar out and we'll read all of our happy moments and then we'll throw them in a little bonfire in the backyard in a fire pit. It's safe, of course. And then as the smoke rises, we send our positivity out into the universe to spread all over the world. It's just kind of a cool thing. And then on January 1st, we start the jar again. So those are two traditions at my house that make me really happy and make my daughter happy. And um, you can start your own traditions just like that. Um, If you don't have any traditions that you do every year, start one. Um, I've seen videos going around of um, 
people putting small gifts like stocking stuffers and things wrapped in uh, saran wrap balls. So in the center, there's a cool gift. And then they roll it up and then they throw other stuff in there. Sometimes there's money and it's just all stuck in different parts of this giant saran wrap ball. And then they have to put on oven mitts and they sit around the table and there's like a timer and everybody gets like one minute to try to open it and get a gift out of it. And it's really funny and it looks like a lot of fun. I might even try it this year. But you can start your own tradition or maybe your parents had a tradition you really appreciated that made you feel happy and you could insist on doing that for every year to come now. Um, and then on page two here we have a chart where you can fill in time slots where you have the known obligations, right? Um, gotta get up and take the turkey out of the oven and let it rest. Um, have to bake the pies. Well, in between that time, you could throw the pies in, you have 30 minutes to an hour. What could you put in that time slot that would make you happy? So it has from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and you could use one for Thanksgiving and one for Christmas. <clears throat> and you just write what your obligations are, things you have to do. And then in between those things, you'll see slots of time where you could fill it in with something that will make you happy. So that's that. And then the last one, last but not least, is coping with bad days after a significant loss. Let's take a quick break and we'll come right back to it, okay? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for hanging in there. Okay, coping with bad days after a significant loss. To increase your ability to cope with difficult days. What do you need to know? After the initial shock of a significant loss and the first flood of support ebbs, you might feel the world has gone on without you and without the person you have lost. Most people report that some days are not so bad and others, even years later, are a grief storm. And these difficult days are most likely to happen on anniversaries, birthdays, and especially holidays. Sometimes they happen for no apparent reason. Um, some people can accept the fact that there will be hard days after the loss and they just have to get through it the best they can. However, if you dread these days or you feel like they're so difficult you cannot function, it can help if you prepare for them in advance. So, one thing I always tell my clients is if it's the anniversary of, of a parent's death or Christmas was mom's favorite holiday and she just passed two months ago and I don't even want to do Christmas 
um, you have to turn that around and reframe it and look at how you could honor mom and show her while she's looking down on you from heaven and show her she taught you well and that you will carry on her tradition and that she lives on in your heart forever and ever and make it a celebration make it a celebration where you all talk about how wonderful she was and how how she made the house so beautiful for Christmas and you hope you could do it half as well as she did and make a plan to just make it beautiful and if if the thought of celebrating Christmas pains you too much because the loss was too recent take a trip go to Hawaii go to Las Vegas go to Disneyland Go somewhere and have a very good time in honor of the person you lost. Show them that they live on in your heart and you're going to live life to the fullest to honor them. And you can also make a comfort kit. So it's kind of like a coping skills toolbox. And you're going to put things in there that, that are special to you, that help you to feel better. And you can decorate the box. You can get an old shoe box and paint it, draw on it, use a decoupage and make it beautiful, put crystals on it. Whatever you want to do with it, just personalize it and decorate it. And then uh, put in there maybe some candles, your favorite bath oils, some art supplies, whatever makes you happy. And... Um, Remind yourself that this is an act of self-love and you will feel that when you pull this out to use it. This is self-care. This is self-love and you deserve to love yourself because you're awesome. Um, create create some lists. Get a playlist of music, your favorite music. Um, stay away from sad songs. Choose happy songs. Um, make a list of people you feel comfortable reaching out to for support so that you don't fall into the whole nobody cares about me pit. Um, make a list of ways to get yourself moving. Take a walk, dance, practice yoga, garden. Um, identify what it will take for you to engage in some sort of physical activity. Feel good resources. This could include movies that make you laugh, books that inspire you, comfort food, not too much, but yeah, comfort food, um, visits with children or animals, a list of places in nature that you love to go. Maybe you want to take a nice hike or you want to sit and listen to some birds sing, or you want to listen to the flow of the river up in the mountains because nature is, is very healing. So make a list of those places. Maybe it's the beach and the sand, and the pounding of the ocean. Um, words or affirmations. Statements like, hey, it's okay to feel sad, I love you. This will not last forever, you're going to be okay. You can get through this. You got this, baby. You are strong. It's okay to have a bad day, and you don't have to fake it. Um, make a list of places to go, a weekend visiting with a friend. A day playing tourist in your own hometown or taking a larger trip to move you out of your daily routine and thought patterns. 
um, you're likely to come home feeling refreshed and less vulnerable to a grief attack. Keep a gratitude journal. List 10 things you're grateful for every day. If you can't think of 10 things, make it five. Um, when you're having a hard day, you can pick up your journal and look at those grateful lists to remind yourself that there are a lot of good things in your life that balance out the grief. Engage in a grief group or online forum. When the bad days come, you're going to have a group of people who totally understand and support you. And you can always reach out to your therapist too. If you have a good therapist and you're having a grief attack, you can usually shoot them a message and say, I really need to talk. And they will wiggle you into their schedule. Um, reach out for help. Sometimes those difficult days come too close together too often and the grief is negatively impacting the quality of your life, you know, your relationships, your work, and you start to wish for your own death. If you're falling into that spiral, get to your therapist. If you don't have a therapist, get one ASAP. So there's a list of what to do to make a plan to cope with the difficult days. So first, what belongs in your comfort kit, your own personal comfort kit? What are you going to put in there? And where will you store it? Um, choose three of the lists mentioned that you would like to make, like a grateful list, a list of your favorite songs, a list of nature walks or being in nature. Um, and then summarize your plan for your next difficult day and be creative. So when grief strikes, sometimes people feel it in their chest. Sometimes people just break out crying and, and then their, their, their thoughts just start spinning. So recognize the physical signs and try to, try to determine if you noticed a trigger. Is it the date? Is it because it's almost Thanksgiving or Christmas? Is it Christmas songs? Is it turkey? Was it a song you heard on the radio? Um, were you pulling out Christmas decorations and found a picture? Just note in your head what the trigger was because that'll be important to explore when you talk to your therapist. And then, of course, the next thing on your list, you recognize the trigger, you know you're going into a grief spiral, get your comfort box, pick some things and do them. And if anybody's pulling at you for um, obligations, they want you to do them a favor, they want this, they want that, that's when you have to say, you have to be assertive and say, I'm sorry, I can't do that for you. Um, I have plans. Maybe next time. And make your self-care a priority because when you're falling into a grief spiral, you need to take care of you. And you can take care of everybody else later, but the state you're in, you're no good for taking care of anybody. So take care of you first if you're falling into a grief spiral. And that is the last of that worksheet. And again, if you want to copy of these worksheets, feel free to email me. 
or um, go to my website and send me a message and I will get them to you. And I hope that this was helpful and that you have a beautiful holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Eve. I hope that you're safe and happy and I hope that your holiday is your holiday season is beautiful just like you so thank you for tuning in and happy thanksgiving merry christmas and happy new year love you all bye